Welcome to a Sunday evening. We're on the West Coast. Sunday evening. It's still very light out. It's it feels afternoon. Very bright out. It is afternoon, early afternoon on Sunday. Edition of Elephants in the Room. I'm Max. This is Katie. How's it going today? Oh, you're Max and Katie today. Are you a trans monster? I'm trans monster. Yeah, well, well now I'm... <laughs> I'm identifying as both of us. Oh, perfect. You know, people who know us know that we um we spend a lot of time together we do a lot of things together we yes. uh we have we're, we're, we're pretty well connected we, we 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 know what each other is going to do in certain situations so it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise people who know us if i just did simply just start associating as katie there you go <laughs> you can identify as me today i identify as you well you know i identity theft is not a joke jim millions of people suffer from it every year <laughs> That's an office line for those of you in Realinda, <laughs> which we need to make up our own one for that. But for now, yeah, you're not in Scranton; you're in Wilkesbury. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for those of you in Wilkesbury, um, no. So, uh, well, I was having a great morning. Woke up, took the dog for a walk, went to church. I come home, I turn on the internet, and I'm immediately depressed. Well, why are you going on the internet? <laughs> right, yeah, that's a good question. Well, so and even I even feel better, great. <laughs> even better. So I go on to CNN dot com. Oof. See what people are talking about, and you want to you want to know what it hit me. It's a front page article today. Mm-hmm. The dangers of an it's an imposter Christianity that is threatening democracy. Yes, tell me more. An imposter Christianity. Now what now what comes to mind when you think imposter Christianity? Um cults? Yes, cults. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Thank you. The exact word that I was looking for. See, we finish each other's sentences. And that's what I think of. I think of a cult. I think of Jim Jones. I think of Heaven's Gate. I think of people drinking Kool-Aid, drink you know, that that kind of wacky stuff. Stuff that people are buying into something that is so irrational, but their mind is trapped. It's a cult. There's dangerous cults taking over America. Let me just stop here and say that everything that you think this article is going to be about, it's exactly what it's about. This is an article on CNN.com that is labeled as News Analysis. Okay. Not news. No, not commentary. Not com- news analysis. Now, what news are they analyzing here? The- CNN is analyzing a report paid for by the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Freedom From Religion. And this report talks about the dangerous white Christianity that's out there. Immediately in racial terms. Everything's racial to the left. But immediately it's these evil white Christians. Now what does the report go into first? You wanna know what you wanna know what the first telltale sign is, the troubling sign? You're nice to people. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Close. So the first thing the first thing is that you believe that America is an exceptional country. Yes. That would be horrifying yeah, you to be- CNN. You believe that God 
has gifted America, that God has blessed America, to believe this is a threat to democracy. To believe in American exceptionalism is a threat to democracy. Well, we're we're a republic, not a democracy. It's true. It's true. We are a republic, not a democracy. But it's good to always get these reminders that anyone who practices their faith and anyone who practices, practices their faith while also being a patriotic supporter of America, while acknowledging the fact that whenever anything goes wrong overseas, who's the first country people turn to for help? America. The United States of America. So I know we're I- not going to Canada or France. The idea that we're not an exceptional country is preposterous, given the actions of the other 6.7 billion people on this planet when something goes wrong, because they immediately turn to us over here. So let's just get that out of the way first. We are an exceptional country. We've defeated communism overseas for the most part. That's helped free up the lives of hundreds of millions of people, and it prevented them from starving to death. That was happening. We got rid of Nazism. We defeated Hitler. And the only thing, and, and we're supposed to take away from all of that, all of American history, all of the freedom that America, look what happened in this last pandemic. Without America, without our precious vaccines, wasn't the whole world supposed to die? Well, the whole world did die. Everything is an illusion. Right, right. Except, but America came through at the end. And we're handing out these vaccines everywhere. But to believe that America is exceptional, this is a threat to democracy. So that's what so 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 the article continues on and on and on. But I have to give their caveats. Now does this mean that any white Christian who salutes the flag and says they love their country is a Christian nationalist? No. A white Christian who says they love America and its values and institutions is not the same thing as a white Christian nationalist, scholars say. Well, okay. How? But we need a little clarification. Mm -hmm. So they turn to Philip Gorski, a sociologist at Yale University, who points to examples of 19th century abolitionist Frederick Douglass and the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. Both were devout Christians who expressed admiration for America and its founding documents. But their patriotism also meant that they challenged the nation to live up to its highest principles to become a place of freedom, equality, justice, and inclusion, he says. I, okay. okay, I agree with that. What's, what's the point? What's the point that we are making? The patriotism of white Christian nationalists, on the other hand, is a form of racial tribalism. <laughs> it's a my tribe. We were here first. This is our country, and we don't like people who are trying to change it or people who are different from us. The funny thing about this is the writer is displaying a complete ignorance of Christianity and history when it comes to MLK and Frederick Douglass. Because you could say they were Christian nationalists because they were pushing America to be more Christian and treat all men equally. Samuel Perry, co-author of Taking America Back from God, there seems to be a theme here with the, the folks that they have quoted in this article. Christian nationalism in the United States. 
Samuel Perry wrote in a recent essay that among Americans surveyed who believe the federal government should declare the United States a Christian nation, which is never going to happen, over two-thirds rejected the idea that the federal government should enact stricter gun laws. The more you line up with Christian nationalism, the less likely you are to support gun control. If you are a Christian who supports the Second Amendment, white nationalist, right there, clear as day. But what about this line that you didn't even read? Guns are practically an element of worship in the church of white Christian nationalism. I was. No, no, they're not. I was getting there. Oh, But isn't that great? Guns are practically an element of worship in the church of white Christian. <laughs> like. I want to see this guy fire a gun. They're just so twisted. They don't understand that there are two reasons we have guns. One is so that we don't become Russia, where <laughs> Putin can just go invade Ukraine for no reason. Because the citizens could go and overturn the government. Correct. And then secondarily, we have it for self-defense and for hunting. That's it. And that's it. Simple. Easy. But the reason it's in the Second Amendment is to keep the government in line. Because if you do not have a way to overthrow your government, they can do whatever they want. It's that old saying, why is there a Second Amendment? In case anything happens to the first. Right. And that's it. And that is, and that is, that is, that used to not, it's, it used to not even be a partisan thing. Used to just be this is the constant like I well, I growing up in a rural area, as you would call it. Yes. Knew plenty of Democrats who were gun owners. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up in an area where this wasn't really a strictly partisan thing. You know, like I grew up in New Hampshire or next to Vermont. And you can walk around Vermont with a rifle on in most neighborhoods and no one would bat an eye because it's rural. Sometimes you need a gun to protect you from a wild animal or something. It's not that big of a deal. But, but it's just, and this is what we joke, and this is why the name of the podcast exists, and this is why we're the elephants in the room, is because we do at times feel like true zoo animals. <laughs> we go throughout the world. If, if No one, I don't want to say that, no one. The vast, vast, vast majority of people who, like us, this morning or yesterday, maybe you did the Saturday vigil service, that's cool too, you know, or you went to Temple Saturday, you know, or you did whatever you did, but the vast, vast, vast majority of people go to religious services, and especially Christian services, and I can speak on this as, 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 as a Catholic, there's, there's, there's no racial language ever no. in the service. There's no division between, oh, someone looks a certain way, or they pray a certain way, or they act a certain way, or they look a certain way. There's none, of, none, none of that ever comes up in church, except during times in the Bible where we're hearing a story about why we are supposed to be accepting of all. Why we are supposed to reach our hand out to a stranger in need. Why we're supposed to forgive people who trespass against us. Because we're all God's children. We were all born with that same original sin. In the eyes of God, 
because we are all created from his image. We're all the same. So what this article gets so fundamentally wrong is that if you are using Christianity to divide people by race, by class, by gender, that's not practicing Christianity. That has nothing to do with Christianity. That's practicing bigotry. That's being prejudiced against people. There's nothing in the Bible, and specifically in the words of Jesus Christ, that tell you to behave in a way that this article believes and wants to point the finger that essentially every white person who went to church this morning who didn't vote for Joe Biden is irredeemable, going to hell, and isn't it a threat to democracy? That's not the case. It never will be the case. And this is what the media, tr- and this is, this is why people don't trust the media and don't listen to the media. And this is why so many people on our side, like Katie said, why'd you go on the internet? Why'd you read the news? What's the point of that? It's just going to bring you down. <laughs> it's just going to bring you down, and it's just going to remind you that, by and large, the corporate media apparatus in this country serves one purpose, and that's to cause as much chaos and so as much division in this country in order for them to have new sensational headlines day after day after day. The old adage in news, if it bleeds, it leads. And make no mistake about it, we have a corporate media culture in the United States of America that is focused on one thing and one thing only. And that's turning neighbors against each other, it's splitting families apart, and it's taking average ordinary Americans who just want to go about their day and live their lives against each other for no reason other than the media wants you to believe that your neighbor wants to ruin your lifestyle. And that's just not how most Americans live. I believe most Americans are waking up to this fact. When we look at the polling that says the institution in America that has the lowest level of trust is Congress, the second is the media. There's no trust for our press. There's no trust for our media. And frankly, the more and more and more people who turn off their televisions, who don't log online, who deactivate their Facebook, deactivate your Instagram, deactivate your TikTok, deactivate your Twitter, the less of a grip the media is going to have. And those are the people who are going to be walking through life smiling, productive, not feeling depressed about everything that they're doing is destroying the planet because it's not. So I just wanted to make sure that I wanted to highlight this article because it's it's just another reminder that, yes, traditional values in America are constantly under attack, but there's nothing to worry about at the end of the day because these people so fundamentally have no grasp on how Christians actually live. I don't really think that the media is like some sort of like a threat to Christianity or anything because most people read this article and think this is complete nonsense, which is what it is. Actually, Max, most people don't read this article. Most people, that's right. They yeah. saw the headline. They saw the headline. They, don't even, they didn't even go to CNN. <laughs> <laughs> More people are, are reading it because we brought it up. And our audience isn't even that big. 
Yeah. So I would suggest re- if you ever come across stuff like this, laugh at it like don't we read are. It. Don't well, don't read it. Number one, don't click on it. Don't give them the revenue, but just laugh at the headline because a headline like this is is so stupid, so idiotic, and so wrong that we do kind of need to highlight it and laugh at it because this is why we're here. This is our life. We are the elephants in the room. We are all the day surrounded by people who look at us and they're like, you're in a monogamous relationship and you go to church? What is that? It's weird. <laughs> it's off-putting. But, it, but, 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 it, but, it, but enough about that. Let's talk about... Well, I wanted, I wanted to make a joke about January 6th, but I just think the January 6th committee is just such a joke in and of itself. Every day he sees new articles. How come, how, how, come, how come Republicans are still voting for Republican candidates who, who supported Trump? Because of January 6th. How could you support anyone other than Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger? Uh, well, because um, most of us look at January 6th and think, well, that was a day. Well, time to move on. <laughs> right? I mean, January 6th, it's the biggest joke going. It's just one long running. They're, they're, they're not convincing anyone, and no one cares. So let's move on. Well, because they spent four years hating on Trump and talking about Russia, and now they can't do that anymore, so all they've got is January 6th, and their ratings continue to plummet. And as an insane person, they keep trying to do the same thing. So I don't know that much about it, and I don't really care. So exactly. Moving on. Moving on. Another headline that grabbed my attention, and and I want to I want to rip through this article a little quickly because um, it's I don't know if it's. Dishonest or lazy? It's a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. But once again, it's a story that like that CNN story, and this is from the Washington Post, by the way. It's another story like the CNN story that just highlights this idea that for those of us in corporate America, we're constantly reminded to we want it, you we want you to be able to bring your whole self to work. Oh God, if I had a nickel for every bring- time I got. I got told that or heard that at work, I would be able to quit my job because I'd be so rich. Bring your whole self to work. You should not be afraid of displaying anything about who you are at work because this is an inclusive environment. Now, as we've just discovered, um, if you uh, go to church and support the Second Amendment, you're a threat to democracy. So you can't, I don't think you can bring that to work. No, I have brought to work that I go to church, but that's it. I haven't been fired yet, so. But they also probably haven't heard this podcast yet. <laughs> that sound you heard is me now sweating over our family's financial security. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. Like. On the campaign trail, this is from the Washington Post. Author Dave Weigel, fresh off of his suspension for liking a joke on Twitter. <laughs> Duh, dead serious. It was a it was a sexist joke, by the way, too. I just can't. <laughs> uh, this was the headline. So, so what brought me to this was that this is the headline on what used to be the homepage of the conservative movement, the Drudge Report. And this was the top story. 
On the campaign trail, many Democrats talk of violence. So in this article, the headline screams lazy hit piece against Republicans. And it definitely 100% opens up that way. And it is. And 90% (laughs) of it. Well, the reason why I say it's a lazy hit piece and not just a hit piece is because all it essentially is is just a reporter who watched a bunch of YouTube videos and came to the conclusion that Republicans are have a violent rhetoric because they're talking about fighting back against violent crime in cities. That seems to be a problem. Talking about protecting our border, criminals coming across our border. That's, that's, that's an issue. Uh, Ohio Senate candidate J.D. Vance uh, talking about how the Biden administration hasn't spent enough time focused on drug overdoses and fighting the fentanyl that is uh, streaming over our southern border. He's claiming that it's because the Biden administration sees that a lot of this is going into uh, red areas of the country. And so they're just apathetic to it. Right. This was seen as violent, violent, violent rhetoric. Um, um, it, it talks about the uh, campaign strategists, that mask mandates are still something that, that come up, that people are still upset about the Biden administration siding with corporate America against the Supreme Court going, ignore the Supreme Court, enforce these mask mandates on people. Talk about how the truck drivers in Canada gave like a real real groundswell of support. People love freedom. Um, this is 90% of the article. And so the interesting thing is, is that up until this point, you're reading about Republicans talk about violence. Oh, it's violent. Oh, it's violent rhetoric. There's no mention of an actual, like, act of violence, though. If anything, it's not even violence. It's just trying to get rid of violence. Well, exactly. Exactly. So then you get to the the end, and... This is where I do have to give a little bit of credit to the writer. He did something that has not been seen in the Washington Post in decades. Oh, boy. He, and I don't, I don't want to immediately say it. I need to dig into it a little bit more. But it's possible that this writer here committed an act of journalism. Maybe he got bored. So when I'm reading this article, my first thought is, well, you know, if, if if Republicans are claiming that, that Democrats are committing these violent acts, you know, where's the proof, right? If, if Republicans are afraid about all of this violence, they need to protect themselves. Well, you know, where's the proof? Isn't this where we sink the Republicans? Uh, and uh, it turns out that the, uh, the writer uh, <laughs> was unfortunately pigeonholed into admitting that um, when Republicans c- complain about attacks on crisis pregnancy centers— it's because there have been over 50 attacks on crisis pregnancy centers since the Dobbs ruling came out from the Supreme Court. How many arrests have been made in connection with every single crisis pregnancy center bombing since the Dobbs ruling? Zero. And circle gets the square. Zero. Zero. Front page, Epic Times, weekend edition, zero. Over 50 attacks on crisis pregnancy centers since the Dobbs ruling and our supposedly Catholic president looking the other way. Think about this. Think about how sick this is. These pro-death proponents, that's what they are. These pro-death proponents aren't satisfied at just making sure that you can kill a child any way you want at any point in the pregnancy. No, they are now committing acts of violence against pregnant women 
who want to carry their child to term. Well, Max, if there are already four murder, it shouldn't surprise you that they're okay with murdering. Right? Well, I guess you got a point there. I guess what shocks me more is that this is violence against women that's being organized by liberals. We have a Democrat in the White House who's supposed to be pro-women, most pro-women president ever, I'm sure. He never spent, he spent his entire stupid campaign talking about the Violence Against Women Act. And they're not doing anything against violence against pregnant women right now in America. If you are a pregnant woman who wants to carry your child to term, you have a bullseye in your back from a group called Jane's Revenge. This is a fact. And the Department of Justice and the FBI are doing nothing about this. Nothing. Zip zero nada. And the Washington Post is pointing this out. Actually pointing this out in this article. You but you know, said that it's at the bottom of the article? Very bottom of the article. There must be some analytics that no one actually gets down there. No one gets down there. No one gets That's down there. why it's there. And he was like, well, I already did all this research. I put all this time into it. So I guess I'll throw it in there. But it's, I it's, wouldn't worry about it because no one will read it. It's the oldest journalism trick in the book. When a Republican commits a crime, first sentence, Republican. When a Democrat commits a crime, at the end of the article, if mentioned at all. Oldest journalism trick in the book. The surprising thing, though, here is that it is mentioned. Also mentioned, the attempted assassination of Justice Kavanaugh. Hmm. They actually did arrest that guy. Um, the attempted assassination this past week of New York gubernatorial candidate Lee Zedlin. Now, Katie, did, did you know about this? There's a public event in, for Republican candidate for governor. Okay. Lee Zedlin. Man walks on the stage carrying a knife. Okay. Attempts to stab him. Candidate stops him. Bodyguards rush the stage. Tackle the man. What happened to the man who attempted to uh, uh, murder candidate? Uh, 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 actually, former Congressman Zedlin. This happened in New York? In New York. Um, he was taken to McDonald's and then to a therapist and let go? Mm, I don't know if he went to a therapist, um, but he was definitely let go. Immediately, actually. I don't even think he spent a night in jail. Booked him and released him. Now, would liberals look at that and say, look, gun control worked? (laughs) 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 Amazingly, the Washington Post goes on to point out that that this attack happened after the... Kathy Hochul, who's the current governor of New York, after Cuomo got canned um she called for democrats to stalk zedlin across the state why what and then she got and then he gets stabbed and she lets his attacker go it's pretty bad that's bad that's really bad that's really bad you you're actual open season on Republicans in New York. Uh, you just keep in mind that these are the same folks that wanted to put Palin in jail for life because she put a bullseye on a map back in 2010. Um, the piece mostly dismissed these as like one one off events because they have to give some kind of you know cover to the Democrats. They even have to say you know Joe Biden's condemned this. That's good enough. Remember our thoughts and prayers after a maniac shoots up someplace. Those aren't good enough. But Joe Biden condemning things, that's, 
That's the moral equivalent of the word of God right there. Um, the, the, but the point being is that this is just the, the media in a nutshell. The CNN piece and the Washington Post piece, not only does it serve to highlight the fact that they just simply don't understand traditional Americans, number one. Um, number two, both pieces fail to highlight one single act of violence committed by Republicans. Yep. Both, one of the pieces highlights violence by leftists against Republicans. But what's the conclusion of both of these pieces? The thinking, the thoughts, and the rhetoric from the right, specifically anyone who is also Christian on the right, that is a, the real danger. It's not the actual violence being perpetrated against people in America. That's a problem. It's ideas and thoughts that are the problem. Are you telling me we need to start booby trapping our house? <laughs> Only if journalists are lurking around. Um, well, I don't know how many people are walking around outside given the, given the weather. Well, you know, we're having a little bit of a cold snap here. So. We're having a little bit of a cold snap here in Arizona. It's only, what, 105 today? No, I think it's not even getting into the triple digits today. Oh, it got a triple digit today. My um, watch says 98. Too yeah. short. 98, 98, I'm going to need a jacket. I don't know how I will survive this cold snap. I'm going to survive it by listening to Al Gore. Oh, what's he talking about these days? He's still alive? <laughs> <laughs> He's still alive. You know, he's so old school that is he now considered a moderate? So I thought he was canceled for a little bit because wasn't he playing around with like masseuses? I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Why would I know this? <laughs> anyways, anyways, Al Gore, uh, very much like Poxitani Phil, emerged from his uh, 10,000 square foot Nashville mansion to uh, deliver his uh, weather forecast for the rest of the year. And um, would you believe it, Katie? It's apocalyptic. Yeah. But furthermore, besides the usual fear-mongering that comes from America's favorite vice president and creator of the Internet, uh, Vice President Gore um, wanted to make sure that he left his strongest comments for those climate deniers he sees. And as the chief high priest of the climate hoax movement, um, he delivered this decree from on high, which, uh, which is meet the press. Climate deniers are really in some ways similar to all of those almost 400 law enforcement officers in Uvalde, Texas, who were waiting outside an unlocked door while the children were being massacred, Gore said during a pre-taped meet the press interview airing Sunday. They heard the screams, they heard the gunshots, and nobody stepped forward. And God bless those families who suffered so much. Law enforcement officials tell us that's not typical of what law enforcement usually does. And confronted with this global emergency, what we're doing with our inaction and failing to walk through the door and stop the killing is not typical of what we are capable of as human beings. We do have the solutions, and I think these extreme events are getting steadily worse and more severe and really beginning to change minds. Never waste a good crisis, Max. I don't know of a better, of a more effective way of getting people 
to see your way of 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 things than by saying if you disagree with me, you are the equivalent of someone who murdered school children. <laughs> that is like that is that is straight from uh, how to make friends and influence people, right? 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 That is that is this is Dale Carnegie 101 here from Al Gore. If you don't agree with me. You're a school shooter. No. It's actually reminding me of an episode in Parks and Recreation where Leslie Nope is trying to get her friend to go on a date with someone who works at the park department to get her to talk about the park that they want to build. Yes. And she was like, how am I going to do that on a date? And I don't know if you remember the line, but she's like, you just talk about parks and how you like to eat in parks. And boom, I did it in five, se- I did it in five sentences. <laughs> right. It's like, that's, that's his mind. He's, He's like, like, I'm going to take this shooting and go to climate emergency yeah, in like, four steps. Right. It's like, did you see this horrible thing that happened to these kids? Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, if you're, you're essentially the guy pulling the trigger if, if, you know, if you drive an SUV, um, this is great though. The kicker, the kicker at the end is this last line is the, uh, I think these extreme events that are getting steadily worse and more severe are really beginning to change minds. Uh, did you ever see an inconvenient truth? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think that's one of the docs we've gotten to for me. I know you've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, it's pretty funny. Um, what What is Inconvenient Truth most known for? It's about global warming. It's about global warming. Which is now not a word anymore. And it's essentially most known for all of the predictions that Al Gore got wrong. These extreme events are getting steadily worse and more severe. He made this claim in 2006, too, saying that the prevalence and strength of hurricanes was going to continue to increase. What's happened since 2006? Hurricane, the prevalence of hurricane, major hurricanes in the Atlantic and Pacific is actually down. Strength of hurricanes is down, too. In an inconvenient truth, he claimed that the snows of Kilimanjaro would be gone in a decade. And feel free to feel free to Google Mount Kilimanjaro. I don't. I don't want to ruin the surprise for you. What you might find at the at the top of the mountain. So you're saying we can still go snowshoeing. <laughs> and of course, the most famous claim. Do you now? Even if you've seen it, it's possible that you've seen this clip. This most famous claim. Do you remember what this was? I looked at our show notes, so I you did. <laughs> Is the claim that Florida would no longer Florida's be Florida. going to be underwater. <laughs> Florida's going to be underwater. If you've never seen this clip, it's this hysterical cinematic game where he's just it's like <laughs> I can't even I can't even get the words out of my mouth. He, he makes it seem like Florida is just going to like you ever go to a fair? And there's a guy sitting on a seat, and you, 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 you pay a buck for three baseballs. And if you hit the metal circle, it drops him into the water, right. drops him into the dunk tank. That's essentially what was going to happen to Florida. Kid throws the baseball, bam, clown into the dunk tank. That's Florida, except it was just a big tsunami wave that came over, and Mickey Mouse is dead. Um, Ron DeSantis would like to have a word with you, Mr. Gore. <laughs> Oh man! Um, 
we're we're closing up here. I will. I'm gonna. We'll save. We'll save the abortion story for next time. That's something that we got to dig into. This has been heavy enough. The first two topics. Yeah, and all about the media, which is not like my favorite topic, but hopefully we made it fun for you all. <laughs> well, you don't like the media because it's just so predictable. But the thing is, is that the, you wait. Oh wait. Okay, next segment. <laughs> It's important to remind people of the tricks the media plays and how hysterical they are when they go into the real world and have to encounter people who are on social media all day. Yeah. That's the point. That's the point of ripping on the media. That's the point of those stories. Just make fun of the journalists who don't understand how the majority of the country lives. Democrats. Let's end on this. This is great. Okay. Democrats are and are begging Joe Biden to announce that he's not running before this November. Announce it now, Joe. Help us run against you <laughs> so that we don't get slaughtered in the midterms. And the thing that I loved about this was that uh, was was that uh, it, it links this this article. This was a, a Washington Post poll. Um, but it's centered a Washington Post article, but it centers around a morning consult um, poll showing that Joe Biden is is has a negative approval rating. He's underwater in forty four of the fifty states. No mention of the other seven that Obama visited. For those of you who remember that. It's a famous gaffe. Uh, okay, sure. Well, running for president, <laughs> Obama said that he's visited all 57 states. Um, oh. <laughs> so, because you said 44 plus 7, and I was like, that's 51, so I'm not getting this. Well, I said 44 <laughs> of the 50, no word on what the other 7 said. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> that's a real deep poll. Um, all right, here it is. What are the states that Joe Biden has a positive approval rating in? Well, I would imagine if California yep. would fell, he would have been impeached by now. Because if he's lost California as a Democrat, <laughs> the world's over. With a net approval of nine. Oof. So he's at 59% in California? No, that would be more like uh, 54 to 45. Okay, got it. Okay, the second state. Uh, second state. New York. Net approval of two. Oof. That's rough. Got it. All um, right. There's four more. Vermont? Vermont. Net approval of seven. <laughs> um, Washington? Negative two. Ooh. Oh. Not liking the apples. Not liking the apples. Um, okay. Hold so you've on. got Vermont, you've got New York, and you've got California. Um, hold on. I need to, uh, I need to look at a map <laughs> real quick. Okay. Um, let's go with what is New Mexico? What is negative four? Man, what is a stranglehold besides California and New York? Uh, and Vermont. And Vermont. <laughs> um, Hawaii? Hawaii. Six. Positive. Positive. Okay, so I have four. You've got four. You've got two more. I have two more. And two more. Okay. 
Um, I hope you all listening to this in the car are yelling at me of something I have like completely missed. Okay, well, we went almost all West Coast, so like, let's try Oregon. Oregon. Minus two. Oh. Woof. Um, okay, it's got to be one of these East Coast idiot yeah, two states. states. Two states remain. Um, two Massachusetts. Massachusetts. How have how has Taxachusetts been left off the list this long? Taxachusetts, he has a plus five. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And the last one. The, the last one. one. Um, I think you may have told this to me earlier. Delaware? Joe Biden's home state of Delaware. An interesting choice, Katie. Negative seven. (laughs) Okay. Can you put them in order from like the worst of the like, so they're positive, but they're barely positive to like the most support. So like, so like, so New York is two. Okay. That's the, that's the least of the supportive. Okay. Um, That's, in my opinion, California and New York are the biggest slam dunks for Democrats. And the fact that they are the last Klingon is surprising. So the last state uh, was Maryland. He's plus six in Maryland. Wait, then that's... Six. Because he's underwater in Delaware. He's underwater in his home state. Oh, I didn't get that one right. Okay. Oh, well, you didn't let me guess the last one. Well, oh, well. Okay, fine. Maryland. It's Maryland. That was probably going to be my next guess. It was, anyway. It's going to be up there. Uh, in case you're wondering, the states that he's doing the worst in, West Virginia, minus 51. North Dakota, <laughs> minus 51. Wyoming, minus 53. Idaho, minus 39. <laughs> if anyone's curious about where they should maybe move, this is a good list. Now, see, we got to speak with Governor Nome here because uh, South Dakota is only a negative 33. What about Texas? Negative 22. What about Florida? Negative 20. Okay, that's good. Where's Arizona? Negative 20. Yeah, that's right. That's big. That's Huge. Big. All right. I think that's it. I don't think there's anything else to cover. People are people are moving away from Democratic-run cities, if you can believe it. What? You want to guess those? <laughs> what, what do you think is the number one city people have moved away from in the past year? San Francisco. And Circle gets the square again. Can't make these things up, folks. No, you can't. But if you listen to us, you'll at least learn about them. So that's it for now. When's the next one of these going to be? Tuesday night, maybe? I think we decided that our schedule was going to be like Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Does that sound right? That sounds about right. Yeah. We're going to try for that. So see y'all in two days. Stay tuned.